fatherhood. Um, the best thing I ever did and the hardest thing I've ever done, right? That's how I describe fatherhood. The best thing I've ever did and the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but what I remind guys is, wait a minute, although it's, and it is hard, right? I'm not gonna say it's like Disney and little birds come tweeting in and singing and it, it, it's not like that, it's not. Um, so, so what I say to guys is, it's really, there's really tough moments, but there's also incredible moments. And if I went back and did it four times, right? Then either I'm a glutton for punishment or um, you'll survive, you'll survive. You're listening to Journey to Fatherhood, a podcast that inspires and equips men to becoming more intentional and feeling more supported on the journey to fatherhood. Why wait to become a father before learning how to be a good one? My name is Chinidum Wanaya, a young man also on his journey with a desire to help men become great fathers despite their past personal experiences. I'll be sitting with different guests to bring you great value, sharing their knowledge and their experiences as we all embark on this amazing journey. This podcast, though targeted towards men, ladies, you will also gain great value from the conversations. Now, without further ado, let the journey begin. Well, thank you for joining us again. This is Journey to Fatherhood podcast. And today I've been, this, this guest that we have here has actually taught me so much about something, an area that I didn't know. And I'm sure you've probably seen it through the title. But the reason why I wanted him to come on board was because he reached out. And when I explored what he does, I was blown away. And I did some research on the statistics of how many people do this. And I realized it's not a topic that many talk about. So without further ado, I want to bring in a good friend of mine that's actually um, has made me start learning more. Gordon, the founder and creator and owner of Mantinatal. It's an online platform that aims to inspire and equip men to be greater dads by also giving them information on so much more beyond what you think a man goes through as a father and you find out much more from him he's a father of four and that's what makes it special because you know i'm from a family of five so anyone that has more than one child they're a hero to me so without further ado gordon gordon welcome to the show thank you thank you Chino. thank you for uh, thank you for having me on the show um and thanks for the intro that was uh, that was that was impressive <laughs> I tried my best. I need but to write down another. I think we were talking about this prior to actually starting. So we talked about briefly why, how the Mantinatal came about, how the Mantinatal um, brand came about and the service that you provide. But just for the listeners that I'm sure they're going to check it out, the link will be in the description sen- um, section, mantinatal.co.uk. But give us a backstory into what Mantinatal is how it came about and why Mantinato. Sure. So, um, like you've mentioned, I'm a, I'm a father of four. I've got um, uh, I've got two daughters and two sons. Oh wow! And in the in the order of girl boy, girl boy. So I, I think I'm wow. super, super lucky. Yeah. Um, my my eldest daughter is thirteen, uh, oh. and my youngest son is five. So it's quite a decent spectrum. Yeah. Um, on top of that, uh, what, I had, what I didn't mention to you was that my sister's also a qualified midwife as well. Um, so, so I've got uh, quite a bit of kind of life experience, if you like, um, yeah. that, that I think was worth sharing. Now, how it came about was um, I, I, I myself attended uh, two uh, antenatal courses, um, 
two, one was more a kind of refresher, just checking um, uh, what's the latest information. But I remember coming away from both of them thinking probably two or three things, Chinadam. So one of them was, it was very expensive, right? We went for the paid one, right? So we went for, it was very expensive. Um, we had uh, made some incredible friends, friends for life. Uh, we've been on holidays to New York and, and, and France with these guys. We've gone so well. Um, but then as a dad, probably 99% of the content uh, was geared at, at mum, mum to be, which uh, is fully understandable. Yeah, um, and it carries. But yeah, but but I came away both times thinking, right, so I know how to rub a tennis ball up and down her back, but what else has got me ready to to, yeah. to move from, say, being uh, a lad, yeah, yeah. into fatherhood, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that journey, you'll know yourself, is is a long one, and it's a tough one. It, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and, and when I attended the second antenatal course that I did, um, it came out early on that, that I had kids and that, that I'd been through this before. Mm -hmm. And all these dads suddenly gravitated to me. And suddenly during the breaks and stuff were asking me all these intensive questions. Yeah. And I was thinking, this isn't my class. This is not my place to be talking here. Mm -hmm. So it was a kind of awkward place to be. And then, I don't know, uh, a couple of years later, it's been in my head for a while thinking, there's a gap, there's a definite gap in the market. Um, and then I said, right, well, uh, I need to have a brainstorm. So I got the little iPad out, the pen, and just started writing down all these different suggestions and ideas in my head. And I said, well, what would I even call it? And I went through so many different uh, iterations of what it could be. Mm. And then I, I don't know, it was like you talk about light bulb moments, right? And you have these moments of saying, what's the most simple, you know, the Ron seal does what it says on the tin. Is there a Ron Seal version of what I want to do? And I said, well, yeah, it's an antenatal course for men. And then just the M just suddenly just went vote to the first, to the, to the start of the word antenatal. And it was like, oh my God, it is so easy. It's so easy. So yeah, I came up with the word antenatal. Honestly, when, when I, like I told you earlier, when I saw the name, when I saw, because you wrote to us and we saw, man, when, when we read antenatal, I just picked up myself. I was like, antenatal and it was good you gave that description because without it i was i probably because i've never i never even knew that that was a thing yeah I, then i had to look it was great that you gave the website i looked at it and saw the baby the hand the images on the website and i was like antenatal for men that's all so much sense so now yeah. this this begs a question because you talked briefly just about how you've been to the courses and now realized there was a gap there was a need yeah. for the education yeah before we go on to childhood experiences and upbringing, how did you, because this is what I struggled with, even starting a podcast, the idea of imposter syndrome in a way where I didn't feel like, what do I know about fatherhood? I'm not a father, yeah. but I'm still young. How were you able to, did you face that? And if you faced that, how did you get over that? So, I mean, I probably had the, the idea a long time ago to do something for guys after that first antenatal session. But I think what validated validated it for me, Chinadam, was was when the guys suddenly came to me on a on a on a actual antenatal course and started to grill me and started to ask me all these questions. Yeah. Questions they wouldn't have asked in front of their partner. 
questions that, that they wouldn't get judged for on the way home of, you know, that drive home and going, really, you just asked that in front of all these strangers? Give us some examples. Give us some examples. Oh, uh, uh, what's the what's the smell like in the in the delivery suite? Um, what? Wow. I, I, yeah, I've got loads because uh, I still get asked them now, right, when I do the courses. Um, what's the what's the texture like when you cut the cord? Um, well, what does it feel like when, when the scissors go in and all that kind of stuff? Um, how long after baby's born um, is it probably appropriate to have sex? And it's like, you just think, most These guys... Are questions. These are important yeah. questions for people. Yeah, but, but also questions that, I guess many guys because i'm getting i'm getting asked them on a regular basis yeah feel that they're going to get frowned upon that it's not about them on a traditional antenatal course I see where that comes from yeah but it gives them an outlet to say do you know what there's a safe environment there's no judgment and we've all been in that boat right none of us did a a, a phd in fatherhood mm. right so yeah back to your, your point of imposter syndrome yeah a little bit thinking, wait a minute, uh, I'm not um, education trained on this, so to speak, right? But wait a minute, I've got life experience. I've got four kids. Two of them were C-sections, right? And two of them were vaginal births. Plus my sister's a midwife, so I can grill her on content, grill her on, on some key topics as well. I've got loads up here that I need to grow my confidence to say, I can actually talk mm. from, from a storytelling point of view and, and share stuff with people. So yeah, that's I did go through it, but I, I conquered it quite quickly. That's it's interesting. The reason why I asked her because I have a coach. Um, her name's Ashley Zahabian. Hey Ashley, if you're listening. But what we were talking about two days ago, we had a coaching session. Yeah. And because this is something that sometimes I feel I'm okay, I'm past the whole imposter syndrome thing. But sometimes I feel like who's actually listening? Are the fuck because. I'm 25 years old and there's always this thing about age. What do you know about life? What have you lived? Have you lived life? And sometimes I get this feeling where I'm like, sometimes I do honestly ask myself, am I really the right person to be talking about the journey to fatherhood? Because am I even equipped to that? And then one thing my coach told me that I'll never forget and I thank her for it. She said, granted, you're not a father, but the best, who else is better to talk about fatherhood than a son? And again, that seemed like that reassured me. And this is why I have this podcast and why I not only talk about the fatherhood experience, but the journey, because I feel that everyone has a lesson to learn and everyone has a wisdom, a word of advice to give. So it's I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that as well. Yeah. And a lot of it is just about, about experience and saying, do you know what, let me tell you my experiences. And no matter if you're 10, 15, 85, everyone's got stories they can tell right because you've lived them yeah. and, and that's what it's about it's about sharing your experiences um and, and that, that's all we do at Mantinato. we share experiences we tackle some of the tough questions that they don't want to ask in, in, a, uh, in a in a traditional format and 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 the feedback we get has been incredible okay see on the topic of experiences now we're going to do like a timeline go for it what was little gordon like <laughs> So um, obviously my accent tells you that, um, hopefully it tells you I'm Scottish, right? So that's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But, but it's quite a journey to be honest with you, Chinadam. So um, born in, in Scotland um, and before I was two, uh, we moved to Germany. Uh, my father was in the military. Wow. So, so lived in Germany for a total of about 
seven years um, of my life. And then, um, but in terms of little Gordon, um, we, we moved around a lot being in the military, but in terms of friendship circles and stuff, everyone moved with us, right? So, so okay. it was world work. So, so if you're in a, a battalion, then you move to a different part of the world or country or, or whatever, that group moves together, right? So it's a very tight knit family group, no matter where you've gone. But then probably when I was about, uh, I think it was about nine, uh, yeah, about nine, um, my father left the military. Um, and sudden, and this was at a point where everyone was moving to Hong Kong. So the all, movement was, yeah, that was exactly what was happening. And it was like, yeah, he didn't want to go. And suddenly all of my friendship circles that I'd grown up with, like no matter where I went in the world, they all went to Hong Kong and I was like, and we moved uh, back to Scotland and it was like, okay, I've got to start from zero. Um, At nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was really tough because it came out quite quickly. I remember going to school and it came out really quickly that, that I'd lived in Germany for, for most of my life, right? Uh, if I'm nine at the point. So the, the bullying started really quick, right? Because people hear about, they do projects in World War II, um, very blonde hair at the time, and it's suddenly the word Nazi comes out and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, I don't know these people. And it was really tough, really tough. But um, yeah, that's Little Gordon. So the next step for Little Gordon was, of course, now Little Gordon was a child. Now the next timeline would be a teenage years. What, how did that form, how did that mold you as a teenager, a teenage boy? I think, um, I, I mean, it, I, I had to develop really quickly in terms of everything that I'd known. And as I've talked about before, my friendship circles had changed. Yeah. I had to, to, I don't know, without, and I didn't consciously make this decision, right? I'm looking back. Right, so I didn't go to the time. Oh, I know what I'll do. Sitting in my bedroom at thirteen, fourteen, it, it's a, it's a hindsight discussion, right? So, I guess it was um, just being much more open to differences, cultural differences, supporting the kids and and the ones that that aren't the most popular, um, and a whole lot of empathy, a whole lot of empathy, um, because I'd kind of been there. I'd been that kid that had the tough start. Um, so yeah, I didn't buy into those kind of social circles that was always about the, the, the alpha male and the, the, the it has to be in the cool gang. I, I'm, I'm, uh, and I think my mother played a huge part in that in terms of me being very, um, I know what I want. Um, I've never ever given into peer pressure in my life and that's something I instill in my kids and I've got uh, quite a crazy story of, yeah, I've got a crazy story on that one, uh, if it comes okay. up. Yeah, uh, I'm key into that. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and do you know what? It's helped me in my life. It's helped me in my career. It's helped me in my education. Is uh, Yeah, look out for others. It does come back around. Yeah. But don't do it thinking this will eventually benefit me. Um, it just comes through time. And, and uh, yeah, being very empathetic to, to people's situations. Okay. So now, what, what I really find interesting, because our previous guest, he he's based in Wisconsin, America. He went through the whole moving where he had to, that father what, um, was, an, was a, a veteran. Yeah. So my thing is then, once for you, your dad stopped serving, I guess, at the age of nine, is that correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
how was the relationship then formed after that? Because I guess you were still young, you had time, but I want to know, was there a relationship and how was that? It was, um, it was, it was quite a tough relationship. Um, very, I'd say it was a difficult one with my father and I. I mean, it, with him being in the military, he, he was away a lot, right? I'm talking like six months plus uh, would, would go away. And, and, and the only contact we'd have back then, prior to WhatsApp, prior to video chats and all the rest of it, we, we'd get these little blue envelopes, exactly. We'd get these little blue envelopes, um, which were probably about a week old anyway, in terms of when he wrote them, um, and, and, and no way to, to, to really respond. So that, that whole culture that, we, that our families now live in of everything's instant, everything's on demand, yeah. um, wasn't, wasn't a childhood that I grew up in. So um, when he came out of the military, it was quite a big adjustment, adjustment for him. Right to go into civilian life, yeah. um, and and I think he struggled with it. I think he struggled with it in terms of the bond he and I had. It wasn't strong. It wasn't strong in in, in my uh, my early teens because I knew him as the father figure. Mm -hmm. I knew him as, as the person that I should respect and look up to, and uh, and my father was very um, uh, opinionated, very uh, disciplined, considering yeah. his upbringing. Um, uh, and, and he ran a very, very tight ship, very tight ship. Um, yeah, and then uh, I guess as, as you creep towards your kind of your, your teens into your later teens, so I'm thinking kind of 17, 18, um, it almost became like kind of two lions in a den. Yeah, that, that, yeah, so, and, and my dad and I are, are very different, very different. Um, he, he joined the military at, um, I think it was like 16, um, left school, joined the military at 16. Yeah, and, and, and I've, uh, I've been to uni, I've, I've, I've got my law degree, um, I've, I've got a decent career, I've got a... We're just so different, you know? Um, and, and I guess we can get on to it, but in terms of quality time, it has to be in small doses. Um, because it is like these two lions in a den that eventually it's like, we need our space again. And, and we respect that of each other. Um, so it's not, it's not super close. We don't, we don't speak on a, on a regular basis. Um, but when we do, it's, it's, it's quality. Now, talking on that, because I like, I like the fact that you mentioned that. I wasn't going to go into it, but you mentioned it. In terms of the, you're both very different. How were you able to sort out, come to awareness that you were different and you needed that time apart? to also maintain that relationship. Because what we tend to have is two men, a son and a father know they're different, they just don't get along anymore and that's it. It probably it probably came to head probably when I was about 17. Um, and I uh, I was in a car crash um, and it was my fault. I was the, the, the archetypal boy racer and it was my mum's car. And I was like, oh, I remember driving home feeling sick thinking my dad's gonna lose his mind. Um, and he did, uh, but uh, I think that was there was a turning point there for me saying, I, I need my own space. I, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I've grown, I've grown out of my own shell now. Right, I'm a young man now. Yeah. Um, uh, but again, this is all hindsight. You don't, you don't at the time again think I know what I need to do. Um, and I, I went off to uni. I went off to uni for four years um, and, and lived away from home for four years. Oh, Quick. intentionally live yeah. away. 
Much yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I, didn't, I, I actually. I, I so so grew up in uh, a place called um, Dalgety Bay, which is in Fife in Scotland, and went to uni in Glasgow, which is probably about I don't know, let's say an hour, hour and a half drive. Um, so well, yeah, I went and lived in halls of residence. Um, found my own place in second year. We rented a house with other guys, and then and I guess that from say uh, what I guess eighteen to kind of twenty two. Is was a huge development piece for me, um, and again, only maybe coming back for Christmases or um, special occasions. But I had suddenly I had my own life, I had my own space, I had my own friendship networks mm. that didn't rely on on my past and didn't rely on uh, parents, etc. So, yeah, I think I think that was a so the seventeen car crash was was a bit of a turning point. But then being away from home for four years, solid was a great way to say, to level it out again. Yeah, was to get that, that level again. Okay. See, so what I'm trying, so when you were coming back, because surely you came back for holidays, right? When there wasn't any uni. Yep. Those little pockets of time that you came back, how did things, how were things with that? So I think, um, again, it was uh, probably great at the start, but again, I wasn't, I made sure that I, I wasn't uh, hanging around the house, like getting a summer job. Um, doing as many shifts as I can, earning money, um, and I guess in a way earning his respect that I'm not there just to to to, to lie on my ass uh, through summer. Um, I want to pay my own way. I want to make my own way in life, and I I, I don't want to rely on them for stuff. Um, and again, it's it's like look, it's time to go back uh, to uni. It's been great. We're all done, and we go back, and we, again we press reset. We get that time apart, and we come back again. So, the reason why I ask that is because I just I, some of our listeners are still in in university, and some yeah. of them are still discovering that, and they have that either the father's too old, the age gap is too much, where there's no relationship, or there's actually conflict. So, yeah. they when you said that you moved that, you decided to move out. That I just that's what I thought about straight away, and the reason why I wanted to address that is because. It's about all of this. It's promoting good relationship, promoting yeah. relationship, and fostering those things. Because sometimes it can be tough. Two people are never the same. So I'm happy that you talked about the way way that you were able to still maintain that relationship without causing conflict whenever you came. We and figured that, it out. We figured out what what, what our 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 balance was. Okay. Yeah, and 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 I I did look at friends who. Who, who still lived with parents in their 20s, or um, I've got another friend that literally lives next door to his mum and dad, bought the house next door to them. And there was a, there was a part of me thinking envy, that I, I kind of wish I had that. Another part of me saying, but that wouldn't have worked for me, right? So you've got to figure out your own balance with your father and say, what's your kind of chemical balance? Is it, is it um, explosive? Is it, is it, does it cause tension? Or is it pure quality time all the time? I think that's probably rare, but um, credit to anyone who's got it. But our balance was um, decent time apart and come back for quality time. Uh, it's, it's really, it's this is a very interesting thing, something, this interesting stuff I'm listening to right now. So I guess the question I wanted to ask on that, on the back of that is, did you have a conversation? How did you communicate and establish, okay, this is what we need to do, or you just, did it? No, we, we had a bit of a laugh about it, to be honest. Um, so I, I give the analogy of two lions in a den. Yeah. Um, 
I think I've, I've probably said that to my father more than once. Of, do you know what? Like, I, I love spending uh, quality time with you, but we both know what our limit is, and we both know there comes a point where it starts to deteriorate. Um, and it is. It's like two lions pacing in a den. Eventually, they're going to come face to face, right? So it's like, do you know what? Rather than rather than having that that tension, why don't we say we do it this way? Uh, and over time, you realise actually it works. It works. Um, so yeah, I've had a bit of a laugh about it. Um, and, and yeah, it's 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 my relationship with him, but it's not the relationship that that I want to have with my kids, um, which is a, a, I guess interesting that that I wanted something very different to yeah. what I had from my father. And um, see now I can definitely relate with that because I know the relationship I had and have with my father is definitely not what I want to have with my kids. Yeah. The that I have with my father is a bit it's quite distant, but I'm constantly trying to build that. And what you mentioned there really just reinforced my ideas in terms of just understanding how you are with your father and not comparing or not having that envy. Because yeah. I'll be honest, growing up, sometimes I look at kids that their, their fathers came to their parents' evening, think to myself, wow, why does it always have to be my mom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother, but why does it always have to be? And it's one of those things, if care's not taken, it could be a distaste and I'm happy that you made that point clear and I hope people listen to what you said and the way you explained it because that's really important that's the healing part that we need to acknowledge because as a grow as a growing man it's sometimes I still think back to when people say oh my dad taught me how to ride a bike I actually it was funny a young a younger kid one of my cousins who was three years younger than me taught me how to ride a bike when I was 17 mm-hmm. so it's things like that understanding, well, it wasn't the way I wanted it to be. Yeah. will make it better with my kids. Yeah. And it, does, it doesn't make you any less of a, a person or any less of a, a guy prepared for fatherhood. Um, I, think, I think men, especially young men, have got to take pressure off themselves of uh, everything you see in the movies isn't real, right? Um, the, the, and, and you do, right? You watch the movie and you watch this. The real family. Yeah, it could just be this tiny little moment of uh, a dad hugging his son, right? Uh, I don't know, the end of a baseball game or whatever it might be. And you look at it and think, I never had that. Mm. I never had that physical connection with my father. And I never. Mm. And I never. Um, but when you look at it, you can either say, why did I not get it and go down this really dark rabbit hole, right? That takes you in a place you don't really want to go. Or you can say, what's in my control? What can I do differently? Because how my father and I had a relationship or how he was a father to me, I didn't have that much control on it, especially in your younger years. You've not got control on it. What you do have in your control is how you will be as a father uh, with your family. And if you flip it on its head, then you can be the person that that, that you always wanted um, your father to be if if you're going through those tough times. Okay. Before we go any further, I, I want us to really talk on the Mantinator because I feel like that's such a, a an amazing project, an amazing idea. One question I had, I think I sent this to you earlier. What does fatherhood mean to you? Fatherhood to me, um, so you've got, I mean, you can go down the whole cliche thing of, of it's the best thing, um, or those words can't describe it, um, the word in English language, that moment you become a father. And do you know what? I do subscribe to that. 
um, because it's a, a, a magical word, a magical moment. But what I have done, and I build it into to the course, is, is I put the word fatherhood at the end of the course um, in the biggest font I can, right, on screen. And we do the whole thing virtually at the moment, obviously, with the current situation. Um, and I say, this is what fatherhood means to me. And I click a button and it says fatherhood. Um, the best thing I ever did and the hardest thing I've ever done, right? That's how I describe fatherhood. The best thing I've ever did and the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, but what I remind guys is, wait a minute, although it's, and it is hard, right? I'm not going to say it's like Disney and little birds come tweeting in and singing and it, it, it's not like that. It's not. Um, so, so what I say to guys is, it is really, there's really tough moments, but there's also incredible moments. And if I went back and did it four times, right, then either I'm a glutton for punishment or um, you'll survive. You'll survive. Hopefully that answers your question. It definitely does. The best thing that ever happened to me, the hardest thing that happened to me. I think, yeah, that really covers it. Because this is, this is, this is, the, this is the reason why I have this platform. Because, like you said, sometimes there's this Hollywood idea of what fatherhood is. And then when it comes to reality, it gets tough. Now talk to me about Mantonator. You mentioned briefly about your course, because I'd like the fathers that listen to this podcast to definitely subscribe and get in touch with you on your, your course. Speak to me a bit more about the course and what it entails. So we we run it in, in two parts, right? I'm conscious that I, I, I don't want to put something together that says, I don't know, it's an eight part course, right? I think that's unrealistic um, for, for, what, for many reasons. I don't want to stereotype all men. But I, I say, do you know what? I believe that in four hours that I can get guys prepared for the antenatal side of things, i.e. The, the point that baby's physically in your hands, in your arm for the first time, um, all the way through to bonding, a little bit on mental health, um, and that journey of, of even getting home from hospital. So, I, so I've broken it into two parts. And I said, right, so part one, um, it's about two hours long. Um, we have a coffee break in the middle. Um, even I need to have a drink of tea or something at some point. So we have a little coffee break. But part one gets, uh, we have a bit of a discussion at the start. We talk about hopes and fears. Um, I ask the guys, why are you even here? Right. Um, and I say, it's also okay to say because I was told to be here uh, by the boss. Uh, and that normally gets a bit of a laughter. And I do get people normally saying, I was told to join. Yeah. Um, and then we talk about um, what uh, their confidence level, their confidence uh, in terms of fatherhood. So zero of, do you know what? I've not got, an, I've not got a clue, right? And I'm really, really worried. To a hundred saying, do you know what? I've got this, and I'm super dad. Um, and and you do get the, the the odd guy, which is quite funny. He says, oh, I think I'm about ninety something. And he asked this at the start, remember? Yeah. At the end, I ask it again, and that number always slides to the left. Um, so, so we have we have an initial discussion. I never ask them when is your baby due. My question is when are you going to be a new dad? That's my question, um, which kind of flips it on its head, right? I don't want to know when their baby's born. I want to know when they are going to become a dad, right? Wait. So, so I, I take the time to really focus on them um, uh, because that's not what you'd be asked again in a traditional format. Yeah. We then, um, we talk about uh, preparing you 
for fatherhood in terms of uh, are you ready for uh, the moment that it's time to go to hospital or are you doing a home birth and all that stuff have you got your bag ready and I usually get guys going bag what kind of bag and I say a dad bag right I don't call it a man bag because that gives a different picture and people yeah. think but I say the dad bag right are you going to who's going to look after you so we talk about what's in that um we uh we talk about uh two types of birth so i asked them uh what are you planning and they say oh normally they say uh a vaginal birth and i use the word that i use the word vaginal instead of natural birth because it makes c sections sound unnatural right so i change it i don't talk about natural birth because it makes the other one sound unnatural so uh and they say nine, nine times out of 10 um uh, they say vaginal birth and i say okay i say but do you realize that you don't know what you don't know and i give them the story of me where um one was a planned c section so we knew it was happening another one was an emergency c section where within 10 minutes uh, i was going for a coffee or something i remember being in the hospital um and i got a phone call from the midwife saying you got to get back we're going straight into surgery and within 10 minutes i'm scrubbed up and i'm standing in in in, in theater So I tell the guys I want to prepare you for both scenarios because you don't know which one's going to come your way. Yeah. Uh and we talk about who's in the room, uh the roles they play, we talk about the birth plan. It's not her birth plan, it's your birth plan. Mm-hmm. You need that knight in shining armor protecting her, standing up for her. Um and you need to get involved. You need to get off the off the bench and get involved and get stuck in. Um and in part 2 uh, which we try and we try and do maybe on a Tuesday and a Thursday right so we give a day of Wednesday just to let it all digest and let them go and talk with their partners about it and stuff but on the Thursday we then talk about um uh getting baby home we talk about the the bonding challenge that some guys go through we talk about feeding we talk about bathing baby um and we talk about ongoing support that's there for guys as well yeah. um and we and we also have gamification so we have a quiz we have a quiz before we start um real this is test and everything okay yeah we make it quite competitive we have a bit of fun with it right so yeah. i give I, i give one question to you it says uh, it comes up on the screen it says what quote is this uh, what movie is this famous quote from and all you see is is uh, is is Darth Vader saying i am your father right so yeah. we have a bit of fun with it as well right to kind of break the ice on part 2 yeah. uh the guy who the star was trilogy yeah never watched it i found out there's 12 movies i'm starting from the very start and the chronological order is just now that i am your father's phrase makes so much sense it's yeah carry on exactly so we have a bit of fun with it um Yeah and uh and then I, I let them know at the end look just because the course is finished um it doesn't mean that you know I wash my hands of this whole thing um keep in touch let me know what challenge you've got why don't you create your own network with the guys that you've just been on the course with and you might be up at 3 in the morning there might be another dad up at 3 in the morning right drop a little message and you're not alone now right and we talk about building a squad and mm. say you know you're now part of this this, this mantinetal squad um which is which is brilliant support network for them um yeah that's the the some of the and i tell you where the reward comes by the way is suddenly i don't know a month sometimes two months later i get this little message coming through normally on my phone 
it's a picture of a baby, a newborn baby, and it'll say, uh, hello, my name's, I don't know, Natalia. Uh, thank you for helping my dad. And then they use the hashtag for Mantenato, which is best dad you can be, being the best dad he can be. And see, see when that comes through and you haven't planned for it, it's like, this is, this is well, different. Yeah, that's, that, that's magical when that happens. Mm. Wow. I think because you're, you're creating a community, that's what it is. Yeah. You can see that people actually inspire. So definitely if you're a dad, if you know a dad or an expecting dad, get in touch, mantonatal.co.uk or be in the description section. Uh, just on that note, have you thought about retreats? I know COVID has been too <laughs> long, but physical retreats, that would be great. Just a time away to reflect on how it's been. Yeah, um, it's, uh, we, we give, um, we encourage them to keep in touch. We encourage them to, to, to post things on the social media platforms of, of, on everything. We're on every platform. I think there is, that's possible. Uh, I think we need to look at TikTok at some point, but not any rush yet. That would be, that would be great. I'm already seeing short, short videos with dads and the kids. No, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then like you mentioned on the on the the, the clothing side is, um, I got a number of uh, products branded with Mantonato, and I got a, a, a lady reached out to me um, actually the other night because I also do Q and A's with midwives, so I do Instagram lives uh, with midwives, and we call them Mantonato and midwives. Uh, and they're all on my account, so people can go back and look at them. And basically, all I do is uh, I put them in a hot seat and give them all these questions direct from dads or dads to be. Um, and I don't hold back, right? So I do ask the questions of what's the smell like, what's the texture like, um, all these questions that guys go, I want to ask, but yeah. can you do it for us? Um, and yeah, after after the most recent uh, Mantenato midwife session. Someone reached out and said, uh, "How do I get a hold of a Mantenato hoodie?" Uh, and I didn't, I didn't even think about the merch side. And uh, yeah, so that's a, a development that I hadn't really planned for in my, in my own business ideas. So yeah, it's pretty cool. So for the for the merchandise, when I know we talked about this briefly, so yeah. when it is launched, it will be on the website mantenato.co.uk. Correct, correct. I, I mean, probably right now. Um, so if you if you do go on the website. There's a part which talks about the cost, right? And and there's kind of there's two options at the moment. Uh, one is uh, if people want to do a group session, and I guess you've got to remember there is is it can be upwards of ten, right? It might be two if you're lucky, but it might be ten or more, right? If you want to be in the group session for those four hours of, of, of time, uh, it's fifty pounds, right? So I, I I think that's reasonable. Um, it's cheaper than a night out at the pub with your mates probably and you're going to learn a lot more than, uh, than going on a night out. So 50 quid for, for the course. If you want to do a one-to-one, -one, right, which I welcome partners joining as well, right? So it'd be me, you and, and your wife or your partner, whatever, that's fine. If you want to do a one-to-one, -one, I think I've put it in at one to five uh, in terms of cost. Um, and that's personal. I stay as long as you want. We go through everything you want to do uh, and all your worries your fears all the rest of it and then the next to that will be the merch button that says uh, you want a hoodie um, tell me your size I'll get it out to you the next number of days or whatever it might be yeah so that, that's where it will go on the website when uh, I've got some stock already so if people do want uh, anything between a small and an XL 
I do have stock, um, but get in touch and we'll talk about it. Definitely, guys, you have to get in touch because I, I, I know it's going to be weird me wearing it, but I'll definitely, <laughs> once it's out, I'm going to order one. But I'll have to do a lot of explaining when people see me wearing it. But great to have the conversation. But guys, yeah, but all it says, yeah, all it says is Mantinato, best dad you can be. That's it. Absolutely. And guys, make sure you follow him on Instagram. Make sure you follow Mantinato. Literally, M A N T E N A T A L. Mantinato on Instagram. And I'm guessing it's the same on Facebook as well. Exactly the same. And it's, Twitter. And Twitter. So. Listen, I don't know if you started a hashtag, but if you enjoy this podcast, write hashtag Mantinato, hashtag Journey to Fatherhood podcast. I really have so much admiration for what you're doing because not only are you doing it out of passion, you also have a full-time job that you're doing. And yes, of course, you're still a dad, of course. Yeah. So yeah. you're in the trenches. Literally. Yeah. It's busy. I remember, obviously, we're, we're doing this on a Friday night, right? And yeah. I remember thinking... Oh yeah, I've got a podcast to do tonight at the end of a week. <laughs> do you know what? I, I, I do it because I, you're right. The key word you just said was right. Um, was it's a passion? Yeah, it's a passion. And and when you get the, the feedback that we've had from from qualified people like midwives who are living and breathing this every day, um, and 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 obviously dads to be, you think I must be doing something right. And I think that's what helped me going back to your first question on the imposter syndrome. Yeah. It helped get rid of all of that. It validated what we're doing, um, and it did help. That do you know what? I, I'm even excited to become a dad now <laughs> like, because I'm still. I know it's very random, but I'm thinking to myself. So how does it smell <laughs> in the operation room? In the course, you'll have to join the course. I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> you have to join the course because I'm just thinking to myself. What a question! But it's a real, it's a real question. Yeah. This is what I don't even get about thinking. Honestly, you couldn't, you couldn't make up the stuff that that some of the guys have asked me. But um, again, if you want, if you want to get a, a flavour for those questions, yeah. go and watch one of the the, the 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 Instagram lives that are on my account that I sit with a midwife. We we normally do an hour, yeah. um, and if people go in the chat and ask anything again, I'll read it out straight to the midwife. Um, uh, and I've got the next one, if you want to watch a live one and get involved, the next one planned, I think it's for uh, when, 27th is the next one. Next week. Uh, 27th, is that next uh, Wednesday, I think, something yeah. like that? Okay. Uh, yeah, and it's in, I think it's the 27th and it's either 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Again, we'll start publishing it very soon. Um, and it's with the, the Insta midwife, um, who's Insta got midwife. a massive following. Very credible, um, uh, yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to that one as well. So, yeah, that's uh, 27th. Just to confirm again, so people that want to find out more about all, sign up to the course, mantinatal.co.uk, and there's a button that will show them the course and they can get involved. Yep, okay. it's got FAQs on it, it's got uh, when's the next course, um, it's got the structure of the course on it, all of that on the website. And again, there's a button that says contact. Uh, if you don't, if you've got a specific question, come straight to me, uh, and it goes to the, the email address, which is info at mantinatal.co.uk. So if you want to get in touch with me direct, not through DM, or you just actually want to send an email, it's info at mantinatal.co.uk. I'll put that in the description section as well. Yes. So the last question, I think you've answered most of the questions I've sent over to you. 
one question I wanted to ask you, this is a two-part question. What advice would you give if you had to say, I don't want to limit it, but because of just making it concise, in three sentences, what advice would you give to people that are on their journey to fatherhood? Maybe not expecting a child, but on their journey. Yeah. Um, don't be a spectator. Uh, get involved. So fatherhood is not a spectator sport. Mm. Get off the bench and get in the game. Um, I would say be curious. Ask questions. Don't sit in silence. Um, and uh, last but not least, how hard can it be if I've done it four times? You'll be fine. Oh, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were going to answer it. I was like, oh, wow, that's a mic drop. That's a mic drop session. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And it's been so, so much fun talking to you. Now, this is where the next question is. What advice, you talked a lot about it. What advice would you give to existing fathers? Um, I think I kind of briefly touched on it earlier of, of you don't need to be alone, right? If you're going through difficult times, um, there are loads of support uh, networks out there. Um, there's, again, I've, I've done a Instagram live with Mark Williams, who is, uh, for me, the guru on men's mental health. So uh, if you get a chance to check that out um, and, and follow Mark Williams, um, that was an honor for me to be able to get him on my Instagram. Um, and we talked about the, some of the really tough stuff that guys go through and, and, and the need for men to be much more open and vocal and not try to be uh, alpha male and stiff upper lip um, and talk about your challenges, talk about what's going through your head. Um, uh, the, the, the last thing I mentioned was he, uh, he and I talk in, the, in that Instagram live about the research says that, that one in 10 men uh, suffer from, whether it be depression, anxiety, whatever you want to call it, some form of mental health issue. But he and I both fully agreed that the research, we're not convinced on the research. We think that the number's probably a lot higher. Oh, so, yeah, and whether guys are actually saying the truth of, uh, uh, and in his, in his, as I say, I don't, I don't want to speak on his behalf because he, he's a guru on the topic, but if you think, do you know what, I might just have a listen to that one, I think you'll come off uh, from the from that and you'll, you'll, you'll have learned something you didn't know. So the amount of actors that, that have gone through, uh, they talk about their own journeys, but I, I talk about actors that, are, that we see as superheroes. So like Captain America or the actor who plays Iron Man or the actor who does Batman or, do you know what, we look up and say, oh, that, that's, that's what a man needs to be. Um, but every one of them has went through depression or anxiety or some form of mental health issue. Um, and, and guys, you're not alone. There's loads of support out there for you. Um, uh, and, and reach out. And, and if, if you want to have a personal conversation, again, reach out. I'll happily chat with you. Um, because we, we've got to buck this trend of, of men need to be the strong one because uh, it's okay not to be okay. I think you said it right there. It's okay not to be okay. And 
Yeah, that's what I would say. That's my answer. And you didn't even prep me for that one. I had to wing that one, but that 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 but came from heart. So it came natural. Yeah, it's okay not to be okay. And I think just hearing that, I think every time I hear something like that, it just puts me at peace because I have the struggle where, like, you're a father of four. You've gone through the whole experience. Sometimes I, it's it's almost a thing where. I know that I didn't have such a great experience with my father, and there's always this fear of what if I just end up doing that, having that same relationship with my kids because fathers are the re- and kids are the results of their fathers and all of that idea. But I have to remind myself that it's okay to have those doubts, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a reality. I need to get the right. That's the bet. We talk. I talk about um, you can only control some. There's only some parts you can control. You can't control your upbringing, but you control you can control the upbringing you give to your kids, and that's the bit that you've got to take confidence on and, and not judge yourself on. Is that's the bit you've got full control on? No one else. Really, I have been dropping points of the year right now. <laughs> points of the year, and 2021 is not even finished yet. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, Jordan. Been- I appreciate. I've enjoyed it as well. I've enjoyed it as well. Been therapy, mate. Therapy. Uh, see, this is why I'm saying we're never alone. Like you said, it's we're never alone, and this is definitely. I'm definitely going to be on that course. I'm praying, you know, I'm not going to force it, but I want the kids to come as possible. I look forward to seeing to seeing your name coming through. Of saying, <laughs> get me booked on. So definitely, I'll come with ten other people. We'll probably meet each other at the hospital when it's time. <laughs> no, I, 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 everyone's welcome, right? I mean. The, the, the last thing I quickly mentioned was um, there was one guy. Uh, this was pre-COVID. Um, he actually uh, he actually lost his child, um, and his wife reached out and said, "Would I do a one-to-one with him?" This was before I even set everything up properly. Would I do a one-to-one with him because it was too emotional to sit through that traditional class of everyone all excited and happy, and that couple sitting there really worried and panicking because they've been through a difficult time. Uh, and I said, "Of course." Um, and again, it opened my eyes to say, Gordon, you can. This can be same-sex couples. It can be guys who 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 who've had a loss. Uh, it's not always that traditional. Like I say, the movies aren't always real, right? Reality's different. And I've met guys on the course that have gone through so many difficult journeys themselves, whether it be IVF or or, or let's say losing a child. Um, it it you, you learn. Right, and every time I run a course, I learn something, um, and it's incredible. It's incredible. You really need a, you really need a statue right now because what you're doing is incredible, and I think it's one of those things where in the next few years you will see how many lives you've impacted. Because I'm sitting here and I'm I'm just thinking to myself, I wish we had more of this earlier, because a lot of men have to adjust to so many changes in terms of how long can I stay out. I've got a baby. How long can I sleep? And all exactly. those things. I'm sure you discussed that in the course. But when I saw it and I read into your website, I was like, "Yeah, this is probably where things change for so many men, and they have to redefine themselves, and it affects the relationship they then have with a child." So, to Chinatown, one of the, the last thing I'll say, which is quite a funny, a funny comment. I hope it's funny for you and your listeners. Is um, uh, when I when I do the, the the course for guys, they could be sitting on the sofa, right? This is normally on Zoom. They're sitting on the sofa, um, and I can see the background, right? And I can hear kind of voice in the background. Someone, she's there. I know she's there. And I'll tell guys, do you know what? You need to step up. 
you need to 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 get off your butt, get involved. I, I give some tough messages, yeah. and when I do that, I see this little thumb creeping <laughs> in the screen. Uh, and the guys like that. So she's heard me say it, and I, I do it because she needs to hear that I'm giving them tough messages as well, right? Not just fluff. We're not sitting just having a beer. I'm landing some tough messages. But when when you get the when you get the little thumb come in, you think, yeah, okay, it's going to change his life. He has to. Ah, uh, wow. I wish I could, but I'm, I know I need to take my time, let it come. But some, after this conversation, I can't wait. I really am looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to the whole experience because Me too. I know it's going to be better. Me too, and and it's not it's not the end of uh, end of your life. It's a new chapter. It's a chapter you haven't turned the page on that yet. So do you know what? It's, it's suddenly you're reading things new and you're trying things new instead of do you know what? I'm 25, I'm 27, I'm 32. I'm gonna, suddenly you're trying things you've never done, and it's that's exciting. Rather than thinking I'm losing, you don't lose yourself. I still talk about guys can still be gamers and still enjoy their football and still. Whatever it might be, don't lose who you are as well. So, yeah. You know what? If I had to go with that, I think that's it. Don't lose who you are. Hashtag Naked. Well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate uh, having the chance to join you. I would definitely, because I'm sure you've got so much playing to do with a kid and you've got a weekend ahead of you. This, this, this is time off. This is time <laughs> off, right? This is this is me getting a break. Um, but no, I. I, I, I get I get where you're coming from. I even say to the guys at the end of the course, why don't you go and enjoy Netflix now? I've taken up enough of your time. Go and enjoy it. So so I, I, I fully understand the point. Yeah. But thank you. So it's been an honor. You said having um, Mark Williams on your show was an honor. Having you on my show has been an honor. Cheers, mate. Thank you. great education. Education that I didn't know about. And I'm sure so many of our listeners are definitely, once again, if you want to join on the course, it's www.mantonatal.co.uk. So it's uh, M-A-N, so man, and then 10, T-E-N, and then atal, A-T-A-L, man, 10, atal. Wow. Antenatal with an M, .co.uk. I'll definitely put that in the description with the yes. social handles. So that's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all Mantonatal. Yeah, simple, kept it simple. Great name. I've already said that so many times, but amazing name. And guys, it's trademarked, so he's legit. <laughs> you ain't taking it. You yeah, ain't taking it. We're having a tougher conversation. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. I'll definitely be in touch with you after this. Cheers, mate. All the best. Thank you to the missus for letting me do this one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll show that exact clip when the time's right. <laughs> <laughs> she have a thumbs up as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.